You're listening to Lessons from the Boardroom, a business podcast with Kevin Minton, CEO of Chief Executive Boards. Hello, I'm Kevin Minton, and welcome to our podcast. I'm thrilled about our interview today, where we'll be speaking with our guest, Arjun Dake of Dake Industries, which is located in Plymouth, Michigan. Arjun's company primarily caters to providing coatings for the automotive industry, among a few other new verticals I believe he's ventured into. I'll ask him to offer a bit more about that in just a few minutes. Arjun is a chemical engineering graduate with an MBA from the University of Michigan. And I guess I've known Arjun for a couple of years now, and it's a real pleasure to host him on our show. Welcome to our podcast, Arjun. Thank you, Kevin. I uh, appreciate being here and appreciate you having me on, on the podcast and on the show. It's, a, it's an honor and uh, I look forward to, to our discussion. Well, we're looking forward to getting into uh, some details with you today, Arjun, about, uh, about what you're doing with your company, the fantastic things that DACA industry is doing out there. Uh, but before we do that, before we talk about your business, I'd like to just ask you uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit of background about yourself uh, so our listeners can get to know you. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So, um, kind of like you said, uh, I'm MBA and a chemical engineering degree, but uh, uh, I've lived in Michigan. I'm a Michigander. I lived in Michigan my whole life, and I'm born and raised. Um, so, I, I love that. Love the Midwest. <laughs> um, but um, I'm married uh, to a beautiful wife, and I have uh, two beautiful boys, and uh, just kind of going through life, getting through, you know, going through everything with, you know, the situation now, especially this year with what's been going on in the world. You know, we're just, uh, you know, pushing our way through and, and uh, you know, trying to make the best of it. You know, I've uh, been in the business here. It's a fa- the family business that uh, that I work in. It started by my my parents, and uh, I'm taking it over basically. And um, you know, it's just been it's been a wonderful, wonderful road, and looking forward to the journey ahead. Hey, Arjun, that's great uh, about your children and your and your wife. I'm glad everybody is uh, remaining safe and healthy. And I'd like to just ask you, if you would, uh, tell us a little bit about what Doc King Industries uh, is doing. What is it that you guys do? What uh, what is this business in co- coatings and what else is it that you're uh, into? Uh, yeah, so basically uh, we're we're a manufacturer or we develop and manufacture paints and coatings. Um, pr- like you mentioned, primarily for the automotive industry. We've been in business for you know, over 41 years now. We supply paints and coatings for pretty much everything on the interior of the vehicle. Um, so the you know the instrument panel, dashboards, you know door components, door panels, all the buttons, switches armrests, headrests, steering wheels, seats, pretty much basically everything on the interior of the, uh, the, of the automotive vehicle uh, we supply coatings for. Uh, a lot of times people don't realize how much paint is on the inside of a car, but uh, most of it's actually painted or coated in some way or another. So um, there's a lot there. And even on the exterior, we supply coatings for uh, wheel covers, hubcaps. Uh, we're the largest supplier in this country for, for hubcaps for over 35 years. Um, we're supplying to, in the wheel market now, uh, aluminum wheels, yeah, uh, getting pretty heavy into that, and uh, and some other segments also. So really, we're you know we're founded on on our technology and the technological innovation that um, that we're capable of, and uh, our growth has always been because of that, uh, because of the technology that we have and uh, capabilities in terms of uh, coming up with products and developing things. Fantastic. And so, how did you get started in this business, Arjun? <laughs> uh, well, I pretty much I, I grew up in the business. Really, to be honest, I. Uh, uh, like my father would, uh, you know, was was kind of grooming me, I guess you could say, to to become, you know, the next part in the business. And I would be working. I remember working uh, during summer vacations and you know holidays, things like that, weekends. 
throughout school, you know, from high school onwards, basically, maybe even a little before that, uh, even if I wasn't really doing anything, uh, just to be here and, uh, you know, just see what's going on, how things work, you know, you know, how, you know, how everything is kind of clicking together and just getting familiar with everything. And then the older I got and, you know, through high school and stuff, I would start to do certain tasks, certain jobs, um, you know, in the company and basically grew up within it. And I uh, just started developing the liking for it, developing the passion for it. And, uh, the more and more I was into it, and even throughout uh, you know college and stuff like that, I was working uh, when I could and the every opportunity, and that's really how I got into it. It was just I grew into it, I guess you could say. <laughs> Is that what led you to get a chemical engineering degree? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that was uh, the main thing actually was uh, chemical engineering uh, because of that, and give, it gives a good uh, good foundation. You know that degree gives a good foundation and you know a good uh, it just even though I may not use everything I learned, but it it's it really a strong. Uh, foundation and uh, fundamentals uh, in the business and the business that we're in, the technical business. So it sounds like you're kind of a grounds up story. You you started uh, in high school and, and sort of as a kid, uh, just hanging around the business and and so forth. Uh, what are some of the positions that you've uh, that you've held or that some of the jobs that you've done since you you know first started hanging around docking industries? <laughs> um, really, I think I I've done pretty much everything in the business uh, in one one way or another at one point or another, whether it's Shipping and receiving, even you know, driving a high-low, driving a forklift, unloading a truck if I had to, or if I had to, you know, even make a batch or something like that, a production batch. You know, I was even a part of that at one point. Definitely in the lab, always in the lab. Even still, I work in the lab. Uh, or you know, if I if I like to get my hands dirty in R and D, you know, coming up with new products, things like that, um, I still like to do that too, even to today. Um, so you know, that all the operation side, I've you know, I've been involved in, had my hands dirty in all those aspects of it, and then of course on the on the administration side and the you know the the back office side as well, um, all that as a business owner you have to be in, you know involved with all those things as well. So, really, um, I think there's probably not one area that I haven't physically done myself uh, at one point or another. So you have a really good understanding, it sounds like, of just about all the positions in in the company and you know the ramifications of decisions that are made and, and as you go along. How has the company evolved? Since, since you've been involved with it, how, how what kind of changes have you seen take place? Um, I think um, there's we've done a lot of changes actually over the, since I've been involved, especially more recently over the past I would say uh, ten years or so. Um, I mean we've been more focused on service uh, to our customers, you know the service end of it, technical service in the field, uh, really focusing on that, uh, and we've improved that quite a bit over the past ten years, uh, becoming probably one of the highest uh, service level uh, suppliers there is in the industry for coatings. You know, we we continue to strive and focus on our technology and innovation and you know, developing new products. That's always been kind of a, a bedrock of ours, and uh, that's one thing we take pride in and and always want to make sure we're we're the leader in that. Um, but we've also done a lot of things internally in, in the operation side in terms of automation. Um, uh, we've uh, invested in a, a very uh, state of the art automated manufacturing system that we um, that we put in a couple of years ago. And that's been that's been wonderful. We've uh, you know had a lot of great um, you know, return on that, and you know continue to use that uh, regularly, and uh, you know see much more use of that in the future too. So a lot of things in different areas that we've we've improved on and uh, continuing to improve. I mean it's a never-ending process. So um, we always have things in sight and things that we want to get to and and achieve, and um, you know that's what we constantly work for. Okay. And who are some of the customers that you guys service uh, right now? Um, so we deal. We our direct customers are usually the tier one suppliers uh, to the auto industry. Uh, we work with the OEMs for sure to get our, all of our approvals, like you know the Ford, FCA's, Toyotas, GM, 
um, all those the tier ones are so the OEMs, uh, but our end users, the ones who actually use the paint, are the, the tier ones. So they could be um, like the Forecias or the uh, the um, uh, Yen Fangs of the world, the you know, big boys like those. Those are those are the, the big tier ones that we supply to, and they do a lot of the painting, um, uh, especially for the interior components. Uh, they do a lot of that. Um, so that those are mainly our customers, and they're all over the world. I mean, we supply globally, so. We have uh, customers that are, you know, that are situated uh, pretty much in every continent of the world. <laughs> Arjun, it, it's definitely a time when uh, you, you have, it sounds like you've experienced a lot of different things and that you have uh, seen a lot of aspects of the company and probably seen it evolve uh, over the years that you've been involved in it. What's the biggest challenge that you have faced so far? Uh, boy, so, I mean, in business, of course, there's always going to be challenges, you know, many challenges all the time. I guess the biggest challenge, I guess one of the biggest challenges was um, probably when this is going back, I would say 12 years or so, you know, 14 years ago, maybe we had a big OEM, one of the largest OEMs uh, come to us and uh, essentially give us business on uh, on three different car lines because uh, our product was far superior than the product they were using currently in the vehicle. The, the, the current paint they were using was um was failing and peeling off certain parts uh, on a, on a you know, fairly new vehicle, and uh, that that got the attention of the CEO at the time. And they did a huge study of all the suppliers all over the world, and we had our sample in there at the same time. And they actually came to us. That one of the directors called us and said that you know we're coming to your place tomorrow. There's going to be eight directors, and uh, we have something to talk to you about. And we didn't know at the time what it was. And when they came. They were literally, they were, she was right. There was eight directors that came and among other people. And they said, the reason we're here is because your product is the only one that's passing right now. Out of all the products and paints we tested all over the world, yours is the only one that meets our requirement. And uh, we, we need to give you three programs immediately that we're having a lot of warranty issues on, and you need to be able to support it. These are programs that are painted all over the world. There's you know, applicators and customers that you're going to have that are going to be all, literally all over the world and can you support it and back at that time about you know 14 years ago we weren't a true global supplier at the time so that was a huge challenge i mean we had this great opportunity presented to us you know in our laps essentially and uh, due to our due to our technology and innovation and could we support it and you know we told them you know we can't we don't do it right now but we will and we can do it and we didn't say no we said yeah, we'll do it we're going to support it and we'll find a way to make it happen and they they trusted us and uh, gave us the opportunity, and uh, it was uh, basically a, nothing short of a, of a miracle. I mean, they wanted it done in a matter of less than six months. Uh, the whole thing converted over and you know, validated and tested and supplying to all these customers. That was a huge challenge for us at that time, and it was uh, you know something that we had to really overcome and be able to to do it. And and in the end, we ended up doing it. We had uh, 15 new customers in 10 countries uh, that we launched and on three different you know programs in in less than six months' time. So it was definitely a a feed that uh, wasn't wasn't easy, but um, but we got through it. And you know, I guess just during that time was was one of the biggest challenges uh, to get through that. Well, let's just dive into that a little bit. So, how did you overcome that? Tell us about the process of what you guys went through. I mean, that that definitely is a daunting challenge to be able to. <laughs> you know, it's an opportunity, but 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 certainly a significant challenge. And yeah. so, it must have created some cash flow issues. It must have created some logistical issues. Uh, you know, lack of uh, employees or whatever, but tell us how you got through that. Yeah, so really, it was a uh, long hours and uh, longer hours and a lot of traveling. <laughs> no, no, but uh, that, that's an easy way of putting it. But no, it was uh, it was it was a challenge. It was an opportunity for sure. But um, uh, if if we didn't succeed in it, it could have really really hurt us a lot because uh, we would have you know potentially lost a lot of future opportunities and 
uh, things like that and the reputation in the market. So we, we, we had to succeed. That was, that was not an option, but really we, the team we had at the time, you know, who we had and the employees we had, we basically had to, to refocus, you know, our team on the direction that we needed to go for this opportunity and kind of uh, assign customers, certain customers in different parts of the world to certain people and uh, certain re- different responsibilities. Everybody had kind of a different responsibility at that point, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, matchmaker on the floor or you know, all the way up to, to me. So we, you know, we all had to do, you know, take part in, in different ways uh, to make it happen. Um, I mean, really, we, we knew the biggest thing was because this was a global, you know, global programs and we had to have uh, support in different parts of the world to, uh, to service these customers. So that was probably in and of itself one of the biggest challenges. I mean, you mentioned cash flow and logistical problems. Those weren't as, as big of a problem, really. Um, we were able to produce, produce the paint with no issue, um, you know, manufacturing-wise, capacity-wise. That wasn't really the, an issue at that time, even cash flow to be able to do it. But just the, the biggest thing was the support and service around the world. I, how we kind of overcame that was really we, we were just started out seeking somebody who we can partner with overseas. Uh, a lot of the customers were in, were in Asia, like in China and Vietnam and Singapore, Japan, things like that. And uh, we were just trying to, find, trying to seek out on our own. And somehow, you know, word got out uh, in the market that we were, you know, we have this opportunity and we're working on this right now. And we did find a partner or a company in, in uh, Asia uh, that was willing to willing to take this on and help us and partner with us. And I personally went with my father and I went over to China and uh, met with them. And we basically, you know, sealed a deal, signed the deal with them at that time uh, to represent us and to support us. So we, we together, we visited uh, you know, all the customers at that time and that trip. And um, we, you know, we found that they were capable and they had the, the competence and knowledge and, and experience to do so. And kind of started from there, and and uh, you know it, it's it worked. It you know it it succeeded. Given our relationship uh, with the U.S. right now with with China, has has that presented any problems for you lately, or how have you guys overcome that? Um, so it hasn't affected us really too much uh, too much yet. There was a little bit you know question you know earlier this year, end of last year, kind of with the tariffs and things like that. There was some you know some more investigation going on and cost and things like that, but. Um, Nothing really changed after that for us, at least. Uh, so we were fortunate in, in that part. Going forward, I, I don't know how it might affect us or not. Uh, at least from what we're seeing and talking to our customers, we don't see a major major issue uh, anytime in the near future, at least, um, with what you know how things are right now. Even though there's you know the tensions are there, so we're I guess we're fortunate I guess in the segment and market that we're supplying. I think one of the reasons is because the in automotive coatings you have to have approvals from the OEMs and and. A lot of the OEMs that we are supplying, even over in Asia and, and in China, they're American OEMs. Um, so the approvals have to come from here, and they're producing the parts over there. So uh, because of that, we're, we're expecting in, in, in this country, we're expecting from here, and the applicators over there have to use the approved paints from this country that are approved here. So that kind of helps us in a way. They can't just use a local paint from China or something like that. Um, there, they have to use the actual approved uh, specified paints, um, which there there's only a handful of them, if any. So I think that helps us in that regard. So as you were going through this challenge, Arjun, you know, what, what kind of lessons did you guys take away from this experience? I guess uh, you never give up. I mean, no matter how big of an obstacle it may seem or how daunting a task or challenge it is in front of you, you take every opportunity you can get and every, you know, every, everything that comes your way and, and, and don't say no. You, uh, for us, I mean, we, we knew from the beginning we we had to make it work. We had to make it succeed, and whatever we had to do to to do it, we did. I mean, uh, uh, just keep working hard and work smart uh, at the same time. Um, uh, you know, try to find ways to make it work. 
Um, and there, there's always going to be a solution. I mean, we believe, I believe that there's, there's a solution to everything. And as long as you don't say no, as long as you don't say it can't, then, then you'll find a solution, you know, somehow, some way, uh, it'll work out, but you got, it's just perseverance, hard work, and, you know, working, working hard and working smart, both things. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk uh, about the other end of the equation here. What's been your biggest success at Dake so far? Probably it's somewhat related to that. We, I, you know, we're fortunate to have a lot of successes. One of the, one of the things that we, I take pride in a lot is uh, the fact that we won the uh, president's E award for exports, um, which is a very limited award that, uh, that companies get. And uh, we won it a few years back under the Obama administration. And, uh, we want it because uh, the amount of exports that we do, and um, you know, we do more than 60% export. Um, so, uh, because of that, you know, President Obama and the Secretary of Commerce they gave us this award. It's called the E Award, the President's E Award, for that for the amount of uh, export and what we contribute to the U.S. economy. There was only two uh, companies in the state of Michigan that won it that year, and we were one of them. And uh, not every, not even every state had a winner. So. Um, we're very fortunate and very, very, uh, very happy to have won that. And we were actually invited to Washington D.C. to the White House and to the ceremony there for the for the award. And uh, the Secretary of Commerce and some congressmen presented us the award, uh, you know, that day. And uh, we still have it, you know, have the award and everything. And um, I think that that's just a culmination of kind of the the challenge that we had, where we truly became a global supplier with this opportunity that we had a few years before that. And uh, that was the stepping stone, you know, to to have all these exports and have the growing, you know, the uh, uh, the global supply base and supply presence, and we've continued to grow in many other countries since then, and uh, even more customers in the same countries. So that's that's what led us to that award. So it sounds like, first of all, congratulations on that. What year was that that you guys got the award? Uh, that was about 2014. Yeah, about six years back. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations on that. What do you think led up to uh, being able to have that kind of success, Arjun? Um, so I think uh, a lot of the strategic planning, um, really that uh, the opportunity 14 years ago that you know that kind of put us on the global map, um, that was the beginning of it. And uh, we knew that once we started, you know, we can't we can't stop. We have to continue to uh, to you know, develop that and develop the, the global strategy. And we we shifted our strategy to become more global, um, just because that time in the marketplace everything was becoming more and more global. And in order to to succeed and thrive, we had to to follow suit. And um, so strategically, we, we made that decision and we, we started to focus our, you know, our resources and energy on, on the global path. And that's why we became, you know, over 60% uh, export, export based just on, the, on that matter. So really, and knowing, uh, I guess, finding the right talent to be able to help us with that, to support that too. So finding the right people overseas and the right team overseas and, and, uh, you know, various other countries also um, knowing the need for that, that there was a need to have all that, have the right talent in place, um, and then finding that right talent, which is always a challenging position, I think, for for any business and any business owner is uh, finding the right talent. But uh, you know, that's that was I think critical, and that was the key to to achieving that success. Is that a a current strategy for you guys today? Is to remain more than sixty percent uh, in in exports, or uh, grow that, or or keep it about the same? What's what's your strategy going forward? Uh, I think looking at what we're kind of our target markets and target customers right now, I think it'll probably stay around the 60% uh, or maybe even more on export side. But uh, eventually, I think that's that percentage will come down as we start to localize more in, in other countries. So as we do continue to grow in, in some of these other countries, whether it's China or India or 
Mexico or someplace else, um, we will start to, to localize some of our production and manufacturing in those areas. Um, so that would decrease the export. Our, our international sales would still be higher, but the uh, the percentage of export would probably go down because of that, though. Well, Arjun, I always ask everybody this question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up here and ask you what is it that makes you optimistic about the future for Dakia Industries? Well, yeah, I'm always optimistic. I always ha- you have to be optimistic, uh, and no matter what you know what the situation, I- I'm always optimistic. You know, I think the great thing about a business and being in business is there is really no ceiling, no limit to what you can achieve and what you can do. It's just what you put your mind to and 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 focus. Um, you know, you got to have the laser focus to do it. So, um, you know, I see where we are today. We're you know essentially scratching the surface still of of the coatings market, the global coatings market. So there's so much you know plenty of opportunity in that and and any other industry you want to get to. There's so much opportunity all over the place and. With the with the way the world is changing so rapidly, um, it just keeps creating more and more opportunities in different ways in different areas. So that's that's where I get my optimism from. Really, it's just um, seeing the change, seeing you know what new things are are needed, what are going to be you know what's going to be coming down the road, and and uh, you know how we can fit into all that and how we can you know take part in in that growth and that change uh, is really what keeps me optimistic. And you know I know there's uh, that that's something that we can definitely achieve. And with the focus that you have placed on research and development, always you know looking to develop new products, new uh, coatings, new new things that can support the marketplace. Uh, the world really is your oyster. You guys can continue to innovate, uh, depending on on the changes and the needs of the world. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely, and th- and that's something that um, we really take pride in that, and we really focus like focus on that is just what you said is we we continuously innovate and continuously develop new products and continuously bring new technology to market. Um, and, and that's something that sets us apart from our competitors too. Our competitors, some of them are huge multi-billion dollar corporations and, um, you know, they, they may have uh, the workforce and the, the people and everything, but when it comes down to coming developing a product in a timely manner, um, that's something that we, 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 you know, we hands down, we're hundred percent confident we can beat anybody in that regard when it comes to, you know, this coding technology, so with that confidence and with the you know with the background and the the track record of what we've done, um, you know we're we're constantly focusing more and more of our you know our resources on that R and D and coming up with new innovation innovative products. Um, so yeah, like you said, with all the change that's happening in the world, uh, the world is our oyster, right? For sure. <laughs> well, Arjun, I want to congratulate you on all the success that you and your company have had up to this point, and I just wish you all the best going forward. We're, we're about out of time and I want to wrap this up and just ask you, where's the best place for our listeners to go to connect with you and learn more about you and, and Dakia Industries? Um, so you can definitely visit our website, um, you know, dakiaindustries.com. Um, you can email me, you can uh, email through our website uh, as well to get in touch with me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so, you know, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. And, uh, you know, I look forward to talking to, you know, talking to anybody. Look forward to you know, having conversations with uh, anybody who has any questions or uh, who I can help or who can we can help each other, you know, however, however it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Arjun, I want to thank you for your time today. And it's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you for sharing with our listeners your challenges and successes and what business has been like for you at Dakia Industries and how you guys are doing. Uh, it's been real helpful and, and a real pleasure speaking with you today. So I want to thank you for your time and I would look forward to reconnecting with you again soon. Uh, today, our guest has been 
Arjun Dake with Dake Industries in Plymouth, Michigan. We're, we're looking forward to uh, presenting this podcast and sharing it with all of our listeners. Arjun, thank you so much again for your time. I look forward to reconnecting with you again soon. Thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate being on the show, and, uh, and it was a pleasure. The Lessons from the Boardroom podcast is sponsored by Chief Executive Boards. It's lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean you need to go it alone. We've got your back. At Chief Executive Boards, you have access to business best practices, insights, and resources that can help you eliminate the stress, anxiety, and pitfalls of running a business. Whenever you're ready, here's how we can help. Number one, get a copy of Kevin's book, In Search of Balance, The Business Owner's Guide to Building a Business and a Life at chiefexecutiveboards.com slash book. Number two, attend a Chief Executive Boards event in your area to find out if CEBI can help you. For a list of upcoming events in your area, go to chiefexecutiveboards.com slash events or call 864-527-5917.